Hey Hope family, today we are going to continue our look at the kingdom of God and we'll turn to another set of parables from Jesus. These are found in Luke chapter 14. As most of you know, I was the youth pastor here at Hope for eight years and before that I was the youth pastor at another church for three years and before that I was a teenager myself. So for almost 20 years of my life, I have heard one question probably more than any other question. Who else is going to be there? Who else is coming? The guest list for a teenager matters. Are their friends going to be there? Are the cool kids coming? Or am I going to be stuck with a bunch of people I don't know, or worse, that I don't like? This is often the singular deciding point on if an individual teenager will come to an event. And it doesn't matter what the event is. If we're going to Six Flags or reading through the book of Leviticus, who they are going to be with matters most. Turns out, this matters to adults as well. And it has for a while. In Jesus' day, who you were partying with was kind of the most important factor. When you were invited to a banquet, the other names on the guest list mattered quite a bit. And it it was perhaps even more important than the guest list at a youth group party, and it was definitely more tricky to navigate. You see, you didn't want to go to a party with the poor and the sinners because then that is who you are associated with. But you also didn't want to go to a party with people who ranked higher than you because the seating chart at these first century banquets were set up in a way as to show who was the most deserving of honor. It was almost better not to be invited than to be the low man on the totem pole. Jesus picks up on the politics of dinner parties while at a dinner party. Never one to shy away from a difficult conversation, Jesus tries to tell the guests of the banquet that the banquet table in the kingdom of God has different rules than the ones they are playing by. So let's take a look at Luke 14 and we'll start in verse 7. Now, he told them a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus sees everyone jockeying for position, and so he gives some humbling but sound advice. Assume you are in the lowly position, and the worst case scenario is you're right. But you mostly go unnoticed. Best case scenario is you get to move up the totem pole. You are exalted. But if you start with assuming you are, you are already in an elevated position, you are asking to be humbled. He continues in verse 12. He also said to the man who had invited him, he said also to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. 
But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. In case Jesus was too subtle the first time, he turns his attention directly to the host of the party and tells him, you've missed the point. Which is a bold thing for a guest to tell the host. Jesus perceives the heart of the host and most of his guests. They believe that they are the special ones. That by inviting one another to their banquets and then repaying them with an invitation to the next one, they are the one who have earned God's favor. They have this in-group, this club that only belongs to them. They have created for themselves a feast that will be replicated at the banquet table of God. Or so they think. Someone basically says as much in verse 15. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. This guy probably, I'm going to guess, had a few glasses of wine already at this banquet. And he hears Jesus say words. And he talks about, you will repay you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. And he's like, yep, that's us. We are the ones who will be eating bread at the kingdom of God. He basically says that we are in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God will look like us around this table. Jesus sees they clearly aren't getting it. So he tells one more parable. Now in verse 16. But Jesus said to him, A man once gave a banquet and invited many, and at the time for the banquet he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I come to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and there is still room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. These men thought the kingdom of God was happening at these fancy banquets, the religious and political elites eating around a table. But Jesus shows up and says, You guys aren't doing the kingdom of God. I am. You criticize me for hanging with the unlearned fishermen, Samaritans, women of ill repute, the demon-possessed, and the Gentiles. But I'm here to tell you, that is what the kingdom of God looks like. Oh, and just in case it wasn't clear, you won't be there because you won't even want to be there. They are so concerned with status that they don't want to be a part of the actual kingdom of God. They'd rather play pretend. At the start of Jesus' ministry in Luke 4, he reads aloud from Isaiah in the temple. He says that he had come to proclaim good news to the poor, proclaim liberty to the captives, sight to the blind, and freedom to those who were oppressed. The Jews that were there loved hearing this. But then immediately after, Jesus shares about how all the prophets went to foreign foreign nations to proclaim God's message. He goes on talking about how God's gifts came to the Gentiles, very clearly implying that's what he is here to do as well. And so just a few verses after reading that, 
all spoke well of him and marveled at his gracious words. We read that they heard these things and all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. From the outset of Jesus' ministry, he had a surprising guest list. And I bet he still does today. The people we want at our parties are not the same people Jesus invites to his. Let Jesus challenge your assumptions of who is in and who is out. Ask Jesus to show you who he would draw near to and then take steps to draw near to them as well.